0: Gentlemen, God knows it must be love. Oh, man, are we experiencing a Jesus revival in this country today, exactly like we've been predicting. Exactly like we've been predicting. This Jesus revival at Asbury and even across the country right now is remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. I have never seen anything like it in my life. And uh I got to tell you seeing uh these ch- these kids, these youngsters travel from all over the country to go there and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And everything that we've been talking about not only here on Rise Up, but also on Live from America about there's going to be a Jesus revival. No, there's not going to be. It's happening right now. And then to see what's going on at Asbury College and other colleges, to, to watch it actually, to watch the seeds that you have all planted for the last few years start coming up now and start budding and flourishing and everything that we prayed for come to fruition, and the blessings of God's answered prayer showering this nation. We knew we couldn't make America great again unless we made America godly again. And I think uh, Coulter 62 hit the nail on the head, said, "I can't wait for church this Sunday." Lisa says, I even noticed that Facebook is allowing Jesus ads to be shown. Do you know how many people watched the Super Bowl? We got the numbers. 120 million people watched the Super Bowl. That means roughly 120 million people or households in some way, shape or form got to see those commercials about Jesus. And that is the kind of springboard that God used in order to get the entire world raving about Jesus. This revival that's happening right now at Asbury College and stuff like that, sparked by $20 million spent on ads to bring Jesus's name in the public arena once again. And as the the godless and the people that reject God push him away the harder they, the harder they try to the harder they try to get his name out of stuff the more you're hearing his name come up the bible says and i reiterate this on my political show live from america and that is every trap that they set for you they will ensnare themselves in Every pit that they dig for you to fall in, they're going to fall in. Later it says, Jeremy, I love your look this morning. Very very professional. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I told you guys before, when you see me dress nice, I do it for my wife or God. <laughs> I don't do it for myself, and I admit I don't do it for any of you. But my wife says, you know, you can't always, always. Lounge around and wear loose clothing and sweatpants and sweatshirts. I said, what do you mean? Fetterman did it and he's a senator. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, what a great week, huh? You know, as we look back, as we get ready to start this episode number 48, folks, do you realize that on Tuesday we will hit episode number 50 already? I had a pastor downing the commercial. So glad, not my pastor. Well, you know, like we we've talked about that. We talked about the commercial. You know, we've had that we've had that discussion, right? We know we know why people on both sides are unhappy with it. But real Christians, the ones in the middle that just want Jesus' name remembered, we're like, uh, whatever. <laughs> we're gonna re- we're gonna uh, we're gonna worship Jesus. So while you guys are arguing about what was in or what was not in the commercial, we're just going to praise God. I want to go to the rumble chat this morning. I want to say hello to everybody's here before. uh, I want to acknowledge names of the people that are here before we go to the Lord in prayer. Because where there are two or more gathered, and boy, there looks to be about 800 gathered here right now. We've got L. Dooley in the building. We've got Les Go uh, uh, from Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, T. Mitchell, Bad Moon is in the building. Chris D. L., how are you? Brian D. King, thank you for joining in today. Rumble Dog, hello. Punk Rock Rebel, Cindy Lou Who. Majogo, how are you? Miranda Dolan. Just donated $10, and we've seen a huge order from Miranda Dole in our, in our store today as well. What a wonderful, wonderful, generous woman that she is. Yes, Jeremy, I had to agree to walk away from the conversation. Sometimes that's best, and we're actually going to talk about that today. We're actually going to talk about when to ask God for things, or I mean, sometimes uh, we ask God for, you know, to help us or to show us or do, to do this or what he wants us to do. Sometimes we have to ask God what he doesn't want us to do as well, right? This is my favorite show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Mary, I am R. Milius, Army Dog, Kristen, Rod, how are you? Happy Girl 13 Mustache is here. Barb Naylor is in the building. Everybody should go to Kind Embroidery on Etsy. And that's where you're going to find Barb Naylor. Again, Kind Embroidery. Music is at a nice volume. Thank you. I did that just for everybody who said it was a little too much yesterday. I'm trying to find that happy median. Jeremy, please. What does that say? Please pray for my wife, Carrie. Battling severe neck and head pain. Doctors just keep throwing meds at them. So frustrating. The pain is not improving. I suggest CBD. I suggest CBD. And we will be praying for her. I suggest CBD though. Jeremy, my ex-wife had that mark on her face once. They said it was skin fungus. And they did a laser and meds to fix it. Actually, this is going away now, thank God. This is actually going away. It was severe dry skin. And we found that out when I was out skiing and it was so irritated by the cold weather. I love this show. Starts my day with God and joy, says Diane. Well, I love you too. And thank you very much. I appreciate you. Couple more here. Happy birthday to MAGA mom. Hey, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear MAGA mom. Happy birthday to you. We got somebody that said this is my first time today. KH Patriot. First time on Rise Up. Well, I'm going to ask you all to reach down and make sure you press that little thumbs up button. CBD has helped my pain in hands. Of course it does. Because it's so much better than pharmaceutical crap. Crap. But yes, welcome to the new viewers. Please hit the thumbs up button. It is our way to rank our shows, not by views. That's not how Rumble does it. They do it by likes. They do it by engagement. And by the way, folks, by the way, more and more people are starting to figure that out now, and it's harder and harder to stay on that Rumble uh, top 50 list for all of our people. Anna used to be there every day. She's not anymore. I used to be in the top 10. I'm now in the teens. That is why it is so important that every single person that watches this show Uh, creates a profile and likes the video. We don't get to grow unless you guys do that. It's that simple. So I know that there's hundreds, if not thousands of people out there that go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm asking you to do that. I am begging you to do that, please. Thank you very much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get into our conversation today. You did not get a newsletter this morning because I wanted to spend the morning with my kids. I've been doing a lot more spending Uh, more quality time with my kids rather than quantity time because I don't have the quantity. So because I don't have the quantity, I'm really focusing on the quality. And this morning, I just didn't want to put out a newsletter. I wanted to be with my kids, but it was okay because I already had something that we were going to talk about today. And that is God's work on any scale is enough. God's work on any scale is enough because you're doing God's work. God doesn't gauge, are you doing Enough of God's work in order to please him. If you're doing God's work on any scale, it is enough. And we're going to talk about that today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Uh, all new viewers, we go to the Lord in prayer before we start the show. So uh, please bow your heads, close your eyes, and at least have a moment of silence here while we pray to the Lord. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we worship you today. And we thank you for this revival that's going on throughout our country right now. We knew it was coming. Those of us who are in a relationship with you knew it was coming. And that's not to say that to pat ourselves on the back. We are thanking you for giving us that heavenly information before it actually happened so that we could let the world know what to prepare for. And boy, have you showed up in your and your holy and amazing fashion. You used the most unlikely circumstances to make the world speak about your name and to spread the good news in the gospel. You chose a football game. Because 120 million people were tuned in to watch that, which means 120 million people got to hear the name of Jesus, whether they wanted to or not, which sparked revivals across this country, Lord. And for that, we thank you. For that, we love you. We ask that you heal the the emotional, spiritual and physical pain of each soul that listens to this show today whether it be neck physical pain, back physical pain, whether it be spiritual pain, that they feel that they're far away from you, Lord. Let them know. Let them know what you let me know now, that even in those times of despair and valleys, that you were there. You were right there. And just because I could not see you there then, I can look back hindsight, heavenly hindsight, and I can see that you were there. I can now remember you there, even though I couldn't see Or hear or feel you there at the time, Lord, you were always there Please let everybody know that you're in the room with them at all times and you want them to turn to you You want to love them and you want to heal them Please continue to bless this show. Please continue to bless this network Please continue to bless the viewers of this show and if any of them need help, Lord Please not only let them reach out to us, but let us see that they need help Sometimes half the battle is not even knowing that people are reaching out for help, Lord. Let our heavenly ears and our eyes avert to those prayers and to those requests. In Jesus' name, we thank you for being with us today, and we pray for this world, that it continues to make America godly again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I love you, Larry. Even though I had my eyes closed, I don't know what is going on, said Hazel King. ha, ha. Yes, we are praying for Larry's health, praying for Larry's health. Uh, did Larry say he was leaving? Is that what that is? Right, let me go back here. I'm out of here. I need to lie down. All right. Well, Larry, you know what? You could lie down and still keep it on and you can hear it. Larry says he's not feeling loved. Well, Larry, I will tell you that is a lie, not a lie coming from you, but that's a lie coming from the devil to you. I know for a fact that 880 people that are watching on Rumble alone and the 500 to 1,000 that are watching on digital TV and other places, they, they definitely love you. He feels like he may die today. He feels very sick. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I really am. I wish I could come there, put my hands on you and take your sickness from you myself. But you know what? I don't have to. Jesus is there with you. So just keep praying, brother, and and. and, and Just know that we do love you, and I hope you continue to listen at least. The devil is a liar, and I'm not saying that the devil's telling you that you're sick and you're not. What I'm telling you is the devil is telling you that you're not loved, and you definitely are. Just looking at some text messages I'm getting. I'm always getting questions. I wish I could answer everybody. Jeremy, can you give any details about CPAC? Uh, yeah, uh, we will be there on media row. So as long as you even get just a general admission ticket, you'll be able to come to the booth and you'll be able to hang out with us, meet us. We'll be able to pray together, love each other, hug each other. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's about the only details I can give you. It's March 1st through March 4th. Uh, it's in DC at the Gaylord Hotel. And, uh, yeah, that's about all the details I can give you. That's all I really know. CPAC is a, uh, it's a great event for networking. Uh, the biggest problem with CPAC is, um, I'd say the biggest problem with CPAC is there's too many rhinos there, but that's why uh, LFA TV's is going there. That's why we're going there. To expose the rhinos, folks. L Jacobs just gave $200 for, for our Christian school. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much, L Jacobs. I know that our school will be very, very blessed about that. The Lord showed me a vision during my prayer. He has plans for me. This woman is disabled to speak for him in the future. Wow, it gave me so much hope. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, let's get to it, folks. I titled the show today. um, God's work on any scale is enough. I want to go to one minute prayer for dads. Okay, open your one minute prayer for dads books. And please open to page 32. Now, page 32 contains literally, literally my favorite verse in the Bible. And did I pledge one or two hundred dollars? L. Jacobs, you pledged two hundred. If you did not mean to pledge two hundred, then let us know. And we will make sure that Rumble refunds that to you. Okay? if you did not mean to. It says, oh, it says, oh, no, it was one dollar. My fault. I don't know why it said two hundred. It was one dollar. It said 200 for the Christian school, but it was actually one dollar. You said 200, but it's actually only a dollar that was pledged, so just to let you know, my fault. All right, here we go. I can do this. Philippians 4:13, you all know what it is. I can do this. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. All fathers have days when the task seems hard, even overwhelming. But God has, ev- has given every dad the necessary strength to fulfill his daily dad duties. Let me say that one more time. For all you fathers out there that may feel like you're not doing enough, there's $200 from L. Jacobs. Thank you. Thank you, L. Jacobs. God has given every dad the necessary strength to fulfill his dad duties. That means everything that you don't think you have as a dad, you have. Whether you are applying that that's another question, but you have it. You have the skills. You have the resources. You have the ability to do everything that you should do as a dad. It is given to you by God. So if you're not applying it, then you need to apply it, okay? If you're feeling tired today, keep in mind that your tiredness is like everything else on this planet, only temporary. Larry, your sickness and your feelings, brother, they're only temporary. Please, please listen. This is page 32, Bad Moon. Page 32. Eli, you just got $10 from Arthur for lunch today. Yes. Nice. Thank you, Arthur. If you're feeling tired today, keep in mind that your tiredness is only temporary. God will supply the energy that you need today. Boy, he supplied it for me yesterday. Let me tell you what, I was feeling ragged. I was feeling broken yesterday. Like I could not move any further. This job is too tiresome, but boy, I had lunch with a pastor friend of mine and everything changed. Things always change. They always do. Eventually Lord, you've given me every resource and every strength to be the dad. My kids need. I have within me the dad talents that you've placed there. Sometimes they just need sharpening And oiling, like a gun, right? Bad Moon says, Eli can eat, yes. (laughs) I laugh, but it's true. Sometimes I just need more confidence in my ability to be a dad that I know I can be. Thank you for creating me. With every single gifting that I need to carry out this great role. When I feel weak and uncertain, remind me that I don't have to rely on how I feel or focus on where I seem to lack. Instead, alert me to the unique gifts that I do have and empower them through your Holy Spirit to use them wisely. That is why, folks, we don't look at glasses half empty. That's why we look at glasses half full here and rise up in this LFA family. We're not supposed to look at what we lack. We're supposed to look at what we have, folks. I want you to remember a time that you had more than you have today. I want you to remember a time that you had more than you have today. Whether it be money, whether it be a loved one, whether it be a job, whether it be a home, whether it be cars, whether it be clothes. If you had more than you have right now, that's not a punishment. It's not a punishment to not have today what you once had in the past. Do you want to know why? Because God gives according to every season. If God gave so much more in the past than he's given you today in the way of the world, it's me, it means because at that moment, in that season, God needed you to have more then than you have now. Once that season had passed, and for whatever reason God gave you bountiful, God gave you more than you need, then it's because God doesn't need you to need and have that now. You understand what I'm saying? Put it this way. Let's say God gave you a million dollars once. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for the million dollars. He gave that million dollars to you because he needed you to have that million dollars at that time. But if you don't have the million dollars today, it's because God doesn't need you to have that million dollars today. He needed you to have that million dollars for a specific purpose. Today, he needs somebody else to have it. You did your role. You fulfilled your role. So don't take it have, don't take things like oh I have less than I once had that much mean I'm being punished. No, that doesn't mean that. El Biddy says I just gave a friend in need twenty dollars for laundry. So blessed that I could help her. Eli sent500 dollars to a friend that he had in Hawaii. Who lives in Hawaii because she's a single mom who has no money and no, nothing. And Eli sent her $500. Guess who knows about that? Nobody. Because he doesn't go brag about it, but he is so blessed to be able to have done that for her. I am so blessed that El Biddy was, be, was able to do that for somebody. God gives abundance when is needed, and he uses you when you're needed to be used in a specific uh, situation. But if you don't have that abundance that you once had, right, if you don't have that abundance that you once had, it's because you don't need to have that abundance now. You're somewhere else God needs you to be. Maybe you're where where El is and you're able to give $20 to somebody. Guess what? That is a massive blessing. That is a massive blessing. Daisy May says, first time watcher on the live chat, how do you rumble? You just press the little thumbs up button, bottom left of the screen. That's all. RQ Bullock says, I have more today because I found LFA. There you go. There you go. So when you have Jesus, you have everything, right? And once you know that, once you know that, and once you feel like I have everything in heaven, then you don't look for, and you do not want anything else because you have everything. You have Jesus. So God knows that you don't need everything. So God. He uses you to help somebody else get where they need to be. And it's just so, I want to tell you why I'm saying that. Because last yesterday, yesterday, I had lunch with a pastor friend of mine. And you may know who he is, Pastor Tim Frisch. He's been here before on the show. And I said to him what I said to you guys the other day. The devil tells me every day I'm not doing enough. And the reason why the devil tells me that every day, and I know it's a lie, but I still hear it, is because I have been through so much stuff in my life that I know what I'm capable of. So when I know that I'm capable of doing more, but I'm frustrated because I'm not doing more, I know it's a lie. But I still hear it. So I said that and I told you guys that, right? So I talked to my pastor friend, uh, Tim Frisch yesterday. And I said, "Why, why is the devil saying that to me every day? And am I not doing enough? And you know what he said to me? Blew my mind. Exactly what I needed to hear. I had lunch for an hour and a half, two hours yesterday with Pastor Tim Frisch because God used him at that moment to do something that I needed done. I'd been praying, please, Lord, Stop this. Please stop letting the devil tell me I'm not doing enough every day because I feel like I'm doing so much I'm going to pass out and die from exhaustion. So Pastor Frisch said to me yesterday, hearing you say that, God is telling me to tell you just to remember Jesus. And I said, well, I always remember Jesus. He said, no, 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 no. Jesus was the son of God himself. Jesus was fully God and fully man. Yet he gave up everything in heaven. He can do anything. He could get the whole world to believe at one time that he exists if he wanted to. He said, even the disciples would ask him, why aren't you doing this? Why are you wasting your time with just this? Jesus spoke to thousands and fed thousands from a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. That is a miracle. He could do that by the millions if he wanted to. Why is he wasting his time with the one Samaritan woman at the well when he can do so much more? Why is he wasting his time going into the city And finding the lame man for 30 years who'd been lame and not been able to walk. And why did he go in there to that one man and heal him when he could do so much more? And I I thought about that. He asked me those questions and I thought about that. And he waited until I heard it. He waited until I not heard him, but heard God say that. I sat there and I sat there and I just was sat in silence. I started crying and he, and he, did, and he didn't even start talking. He just let me sit there. And I looked at him and I said, wow. He goes, exactly. Exactly. When the disciples came and found Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman, the single, alone, lonely, nobody else around Samaritan woman, and Jesus could be doing so much more than that, they asked him, why are you here talking to this woman? Why are you here talking to this one Samaritan woman, this Gentile? And do you know what Jesus said? because this is where my father wants me to be. This is where my father wills me to be. Of course he could do so much more, but Jesus willingly came to earth, born as a human being and to have limits, like you and I have limits. He respected those limits. Did he need to have those limits? No, he could go outside those limits, he's God. But the Father in heaven put those limits on him and put him in those places where he could have done so much more. But God didn't want him to do that so much more right then and there. He wanted him to do that. And what ended up happening after that? That woman ran to the city. This man told me everything I've ever done. And for days, they brought Jesus and the disciples into the city and thousands and thousands and thousands of people were saved and heard the word of God and heard the teachings of Jesus Christ because of that one little person he sat with. You don't think that Jesus sometimes questioned, why are you having, you know, wh- is there any, m- couldn't I be doing more? But he listened to his father and he said, no. Do this. He listened to his father when he said, go into into the city and, 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 and heal one man. One man. When he could have healed thousands if he wanted to. You understand what I'm saying? You understand the meaning of that? So as I'm crying. And my friend is crying with me. He concluded this by saying there is no amount of God's work that is going to be any better than somebody who does a a less amount. God's work is God's work. And as long as you're doing God's work, then you're doing enough. Blew my mind. So here we are. I know that God answers all prayers. I know that if I go to the Bible, I'm going to get the answers that I need. And yet I could not hear that answer. It took a friend of mine saying, would you like to have lunch this week? And me saying, Sure, I'd love to have lunch this week. And then I go have lunch, even though I'm far too busy to even walk out of the studio and get a breath of fresh air in a day. Eli knows we don't even see the sun most days. But this day, a friend of mine asks me to come to lunch. And God answers my prayers that I've been asking for three weeks to please help me. That is the power of God. That's the power of God. And when you listen and you wait for him to answer, he'll answer. Am I doing enough? Is it my fault? Why didn't I do this? Why am I lacking here? No, no. All of that is a lie. Dane's X2 says that was a divine appointment. Exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. We saw a homeless vet. Wheels broke on his cart. I asked to buy him a new cart. He only asked if we would buy him two new wheels. He was headed to D.C. Wow. God puts on your plate what he knows you can handle. The devil likes to throw doubt in our heads. You're doing much. Money isn't always the answer to our prayers. You looked pretty dapper yesterday after your lunch, Jeremy, and that's why I dressed that way. I felt like I should at least honor God by dressing up a little bit after that. Love you, Jeremy, and God make room for those who need it. Amen, bad moon. Jeremy, the words you're speaking will blow the mind of a legalist. I feel we are supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Some may not think it's enough, but it's enough for him. Oof. I love that. I love that. Let's get into one year with Jesus in the Gospels. I'm just, this show is such a blessing, man. I got to tell you, I don't even, I don't even know... You know, yesterday when I told, or was it yesterday or two days ago when I told you guys I read that letter from Ria and Rick? I played that for my pastor friend yesterday, and then I sent it to the pastor of our church as well. And I want you to know, you guys, that they said God is working within us. A mustard seed is enough. God don't judge your clothes, Larry. Larry said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't, but I still wanted to look nice for him yesterday. I felt like it was really, I felt like I wanted to. That's all. This show is the only show I refuse to miss ever, says Bad Moon. Pray for the Brunson case today. Amen. I remember when I was little, Halloween. says everyone used to dress up for church and they don't anymore. My heart aches when I think of the lessons you teach us. Pride really hurts sometimes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, February 17th, the chosen ones. Matthew, or excuse me, Mark 1 16. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. Jesus never chose an apostle from among the religious people. Every one of his 12 disciples were men that he chose from the secular world. Yesterday, I showed you guys a video from Cliff Netchel. And he said, yes, I have friends that are racists. Yes, that I have friends that are bigots. Yes, I have friends who are, um, who have had date raped. Yes, I have friends. And he named all these bad people. And the, and the, and the, the, The school, uh, university children were like, how dare you? How dare you? And he said, Jesus would never have said that he ate with sinners and he ate with, and he chose all of his disciples from that world. Remember that it wasn't because God didn't have faith in those who were religious. It was just that most of those who were part of the religious system didn't have any faith in God. One of the most common mistakes religious people make is to put faith in themselves. That's Luciferian. That's what that's called. They think God will use them because of their great holiness or special abilities. Paul said, quote, but God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise And God hath chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of this world and things which are despised have God chosen and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. People who recognize their own inabilities are more dependent on God out of necessity. That is why God wants it. The Lord is constantly searching for someone who recognizes recognizes that he is nothing so he can do something through him instead of thinking of your responsibilities just respond to his abilities guys The reason why everything in the world is upside down from the way God wanted it to be. The reason why everything that we see in society is completely 180 from everything that God tells us that we should how we should live our lives is the same reason God chose 12 disciples of a secular uh, uh, community and a secular society. So that he could do exactly what we're noticing still today. Everything that we think that the world teaches us is wrong. It's upside down. It's backwards. It's 180. It's beside itself. That's why I'm not shocked anymore when I find out something crazy. I'm like, yeah, well, I figured it was a lie anyway. I figured it was a lie anyway. You know, another conversation, and this is a little different from what we just read, but another conversation that I had with Pastor Tim Frisch yesterday, who, by the way, will start having a show here every Sunday come April. I'm so excited for that as we open up our faith and family Sundays here on LFA TV. Jeremy, how long have you been saved? 2016. 2016. And everybody says you have so much wisdom well, I've been through a lot in life. I have a lot of life wisdom, but the only wisdom that you're hearing, the heavenly wisdom, I let the Holy Spirit take over as soon as I press lie for rise up. This isn't Jeremy Harrell talking. This is the Holy Spirit talking. I literally give the wheel to him and I step back. "Live from America is me. Rise up is the Holy Spirit. That's why it sounds like I have so much wisdom. I don't have so much wisdom in the Bible. The Holy Spirit does. I just let him take over. So all glory to God for that one. We're talking to, I was talking to Pastor Tim Frisch yesterday about believers. And you know how I told you that there's no such thing as believers? Well, I said that, or, 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 or unbelievers, non-believers. And I said that to him, and he said, what do you mean? Now, this is where I felt the Holy, sometimes, it's so weird that I can be so in touch with the Holy Spirit now, and I don't even know what I'm saying half the time, half the time it's over, and I'm like, what happened? what happened? You know what I mean? I said to him, there's no such thing as unbelievers. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, Tim, you show me an unbeliever and you let me put that unbeliever in the worst position he's ever felt in his life. And I guarantee you, he becomes a believer real quick. He said, what do you mean? Oh, I said, well, how come non-believers and unbelievers, if they're getting ready to die, or if a loved one is getting ready to die, or if something really bad is, is getting ready to happen, how come they always say, God, if you're real, God, if you really do exist, I know I never believed in you, but let's say you are real. Let's go up by the chance that you're real. Then please show me that you're real now. How many non-believers have said that? I said that as a non-believer, right? And I'm quoting non-believer. I said that as somebody who did not believe in God. I know so many others who said the same thing. You see it in movies. I seen it in prison. Boy, did I see it in prison. You show me a non-believer, give me that non-believer for a month, and I'll put that non-believer in such a hard position that they'll believe real quick. Well, he said, well, he still didn't understand what I meant. And I said, okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of somebody say this? Superman, I know that you don't exist, but just in case you do, please come down and save me. No. Nobody's ever said, Barney, if you really exist, please come and bring me happy songs and make me and my children happy if you really exist, Barney. Zeus, if you really exist, send down a lightning bolt and strike down my enemies right now. Poseidon, if you really exist, calm the waters for me, please. Do you know why nobody says, Superman, if you really exist, please come save me? Because they know that there's no Superman. They know there's no Barney. They know there's no Blue's Clues. So why do they say God if you really exist? Why do we do that? Because inherently we know that God exists. And when I said that to Tim, in that way, he was like, mind blown. And you know the great thing about my my relationship with Tim is Tim grew up in the church. Tim grew up with the Bible. Tim grew up spreading the gospel. Tim never lived a life of drugs, prison, fights, abuse, abuse. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. So here I am admiring this man. Admiring this man. Admiring my pastors, admiring my church elders saying, I wish I was like you. And you know what they tell me back? Please, we admire you. We wish we were like you. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You don't want to be me. I'm a worthless piece of crap. That's what I said to them when I first met them. When I first hung out with Pastor Tim Frisch, he said he admired me. I said, What is there, admired about, uh, what is there to, to, to admire about me? I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I love lust. I've slept with so many people. I'm a felon. What are you talking about? Why would you admire me? That is what I would say to them. You ask them. When they come on, ask them if I said that. I said those words to them. I believed those words. But now I know why. Now I know why. And it took a long time for me to figure that out. And you want to know something? It didn't take somebody to make me believe that. God needed to bring me through what I've been through for the last three or four years in order for me to actually see that. Because Pastor Tim told me that day, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I was like, you don't know. You don't know what I've done. You don't know. You, not, you weren't mean. You grew up in the church. You grew up great. If you knew half of what I'd done, you would not tell me you admire me. That's what I thought. I don't think that now, but that's what I thought. That's what I had said to them. I didn't know. How can you admire somebody that literally thought that they were a piece of crap? You know what I mean? Lisa said, you had to believe in yourself. Uh, I understand what you're trying to say, but I think you, when I see you, you had to believe in yourself, I say, I only believed in myself. I had to believe that I was a child of God. I had to believe that I was put here for a reason. I had to believe that God loved me. I think my problem in life was that I thought I was too cool. I thought I was the best. You know, I was Luciferian. I thought I was the... controller of my destiny. So much has happened last few years. Only way getting through it was walking with Jesus, says Katie. Amen. Amen. So I can tell you this. When I tell you that I'm not afraid of the devil, and that the devil is a weakling, and the devil is a loser, <laughs> and I say that stuff? Yes, exactly, Lisa. I know what you meant, hon. I know what you meant. I just wanted to clear that up for other people. Um, <laughs> I don't even... I'm I'm, I'm. I'm just literally lost in peace. I'm lost in peace right now. I just don't even... I spent so long with Satan that when I call him these names and when I say he's a loser and he's weak, it's because I know him intimately. And I'm not just saying I know him because I sinned. No, I used to love the fact that the devil was side by side with me. I used to love it. I used to be like one of those people, I'm going to be partying in hell while you're serving in heaven. Have fun. I put Satan above God and so, and kind of put myself above God. I did exactly what Lucifer did to be exiled out of heaven for so long. I mocked God for so long. I mocked Jesus, I mocked Mary on live video back when I had Facebook before, I, before, I, before Jesus found me. I remember sitting there laughing at Christians. And do you wanna know something? Some of you that are here today, maybe not some of you here that are rise up, but some of the people that are in life from America, they were there then. And do you wanna know something? They could have easily ran away. They could have easily said, nope, I'm not going to listen to this crazy person. And do you know that some of the same people that are watching me today were there then saying, God has plans for you. God has plans for you. He loves you. It doesn't matter that you're saying this. It doesn't hurt us. We're going to be here to see you through this. And do you know that some of those people are still here? Do you know that I sat on live video literally laughing at Mary And I know you're not going to want to hear this, but it's the truth. I would literally sit there and call Mary a whore. I would say Mary was nothing but a common two-bit prostitute. And that there's no way in, in on on this earth that she could have been miraculously impregnated i said and I remember saying these words if she's any if she's anything like the women that I know, I'm sure reality is she snuck off from her little adobe hut one day and got impregnated by a few different men. I said those things now a lot of people say. I've been here since the beginning. I've been here since the Backyard Rants. There were Backyard Rants before the Backyard Rants you're talking about even. I'm talking about the Backyard Rants that were filled with bourbon and drunk actions. I said some of the worst things that you could say about our almighty God. I was bad. So that is why when, when, I, when I started my journey with Jesus and these people who are godly were saying, we admire you. I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. You're lying to me to get me part of your cult. That's what I thought. So that is why when I hear people say to me, oh, you're just doing this for attention. You're just doing this for donations. I just smile and I say, wow. Wow. You couldn't be any further from the truth. Couldn't be any further from the truth. And I told Pastor Tim yesterday. I said to him yesterday, I said, you know, now that I have heavenly hindsight and heavenly wisdom and I have all this greatness going on in my head and in my heart. I said, I can look back now and I can see that Jesus was there the entire time. It's weird, because I didn't see him then, I didn't know he was there then, I didn't know he was sitting on my prison bunk with me, I didn't know when he was there, I didn't know he was there crying when I was getting beat with batons by police, I didn't know he was there when I was sleeping with, you know, 30 women every month at bars, I didn't know he was there. But you want to know the, the weird thing is, is now I can close my eyes and I can look back and I can see myself doing those things like an out of body experience, but I can see Jesus. I'm not kidding you. I'm not lying. When I say this, I can see Jesus sitting on a prison bed with me and I can see him holding me when I was getting beat by police or something like that. I can see that he was there, but I, it's weird. It is so weird. It's like a, it's like I'm, it's like when I, a memory, you know, when you're, you're remembering when you were a kid and you know, you have a memory I have memories of Jesus. How's that possible? How can I have memories of Jesus being somewhere that I didn't see him there at the time? How's that even physically possible? Who do I ask these questions to outside of God? So that is why when I hear the song, it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter who I'm with. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. When I hear the song by Dolly Parton and Zach Williams, There Was Jesus, I bawl my eyes out. I bawl my eyes out when I hear that song, There Was Jesus. Because that song speaks to me in a way that no other song has ever spoke to me ever. And as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I'm going to take you out with today. That's what I'm going to take you out with today. There was Jesus. What a great way to end the show. Folks, first of all, I want to thank you for being here every single day with me. I have one more show today, 11 o'clock. And the first person to ever pray with me on video, on my broadcast, right after I found my path back to God, the first person... The person who helped me there and the person who was the first person to pray with me on a live video was Mr. Will Johnson. And all these years later, Will Johnson will start having a show here on Live From America every, every single Friday at 5 p.m. The Friday that I gave up, the man who paved the way, my John the Baptist, I call him will now get a show here on Live From America. And I could not be happier. I could not be more blessed. I could not be more proud to have him join. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with There Was Jesus because every time I hear this song, I literally bawl my eyes out. I'll see you at 11. Sean Farish is up next. Please continue to make LFA TV a record day every day, every single day, ladies and gentlemen. Every day the shows are getting more rumbles, every day they're getting more views, and God is working in mysterious ways. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. God bless. I'll see you in an hour. See you later.
1: Every time I try to make it on my mind. Every time I try to stand, start to fall. And all those lonely roads that I've traveled on, there was Jesus. When the life I built came crashing to the ground. When the friends I had were nowhere to found. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. Well, there was Jesus.